Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 929game929game.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. It's the 15th day of October. Jeez, we are zipping through this month. Anyway, good morning, Georgia. And a good morning, morning. to you. <laughs> Thank you. Morning. Good morning to you folks in uh in Norcross. What about Norcross? Yeah, up, 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 right uh, 85. There with, right there where Peachtree Industrial and Highway 140 kind of split right there. Norcross. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, I hope you folks in Norcross are having a wonderful morning. Now, do we have our guest ready? To, he's ready to go there. Uh-oh. First of all, I want to say good morning to Sean. But I have something to do before I bring you on, Sean, because something very important is, well, I got an important piece of news here I want to bring up. It has to do with your sport. But how you doing? All right. Other than that, are you ready for this? Uh, excellent. Uh, great morning. Uh, was up early, fired up the smoker early this morning. Whoa, uh, getting uh-oh. ready to watch. All right. Yeah, getting ready to watch the first place Lions this afternoon. Oh, well, we'll, uh, get, we'll get, we'll, first place we'll get Lions, into that. We'll right? get we'll get into that. Boy, but, I tell you that that didn't take long. But huh? this is this. I got <laughs> Lions are winning football games. I I got some news. <laughs> what <that's>, you got? <laughs> I got some news that's big down here, and I told my partner. Right. I told my partner Sean that his mouth is going to open up. Are right. you are you ready for this, Sam? That hockey is about to be played at the first HBCU school, Tennessee State. Tennessee State, yeah. Okay, you know if you knew about that, yeah. folks out there that did not know about yeah. that, Tennessee State is going to have hockey. The, pre- the Predators are involved with with, with it as well. They're now, them get that started. Discussions are going on here, and uh, they are looking like they're going to try and get this sometime in the twenty-five to twenty-six season. It's going to be a hybrid season. Mm-hmm. They're calling it. But then they're looking to play Division One uh, full time in uh, the twenty six twenty seven campaign. The only problem is they got to find somebody to play. They got to find some <laughs> Division One. So yeah, that, that's so pretty hard to find. You guys got a surplus of hockey teams up there in Michigan. Why don't you just like have a few of them come down here south of the Mason Dixon line? Um, but yeah, this no, one... uh, I think I think it's great news. It's 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 a great sport, guys. I'm obviously you know I'm biased, but. You know, it, it's great to see it pop up at, at so many different colleges all over the nation. You know, college hockey's a, 
a, a pretty cool place. There's no doubt about that. And uh, things have been going well up in our region for a while. But, you know, some of the non-traditional markets that have, you know, hockey teams and hockey teams that are doing well, it, 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 it warms the cockles of my heart, to, to put it mildly. All right. We've heard our first boot, too, so I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to counting. <laughs> here. That's great. Are you uh, keeping a count? I am. I'm keeping account. I'm gonna, while I ask this question, while he's answering, I'm going to go get my bell here to make sure. All right, so let's get it started here. Before we let you crow about your Lions, going at the season started this past week. For me, there were two stories going into this season. It was what was Connor McDavid going to do this year? Was he going to continue his assault on just the record books? Or what was going on with the other Connor? And that's in my hometown, yeah, Chicago. Chicago. And Connor, uh, was it Bedard? And this guy's mm-hmm. rookie season, and he's expected. I mean, this guy is getting touted like, you know, Wembenyama in the NBA, yeah. all these big rookies that come into Game these professional sports. So, what is it that these guys, now we're about a week in, has it lived up to its billing, these two players? I think Connor Bedard is, is interesting. You know, the one thing that I always try to caution, you know, people about when you're talking about kids, it just makes the jump from junior is, you, you know, you got to remember they're 18 years old and 18 years year old kids are, are, are going to be hot and, and they're going to look like, well, 18 year old kids at times. So I think it's been a good start for Bedard. I saw two of his three games already and you know what? He's had really good moments and he's had uh, some moments where, you know, again, he, he looked like an 18 year old kid, but uh, he's going to be a star Make no mistake about it. You know, is he going to be at Connor McDavid level? I'm not sure about that, and and that's okay. I mean, if you end up just being a great player as opposed to, you know, a generational player, that's okay. I, I think we're apt to throw the term generational player around a little too much, fellas. I really do. I think in all sports, uh, you know, there aren't generational players dropping here, there, and everywhere. It's about living up to your draft uh, status, and I think that Connor McDavid is going to do that. Look, I, I think 10, 15, 20 years from now, he is going to be remembered as the best from the class of 2023. But, you know, is he that transcendent player? I, I'm not so sure about that. How about we just take a wait and see in that regard? And before you ask your question, Sam, let me just tell you, on this date, 89, Gretzky passed Gordie Howe. It was on this date. On this date. That he became the NHL's top scorer, right. passing Gordie Howe. Folks, we're spending time on the waitforit.com hotline with Sean Belegian. And he is social. You can find him on the Twitter or X or whatever you call it in the last 15 minutes. At Sean <laughs> P. At Sean P. Bally. At Sean P. B. A. L. I. All right, the season has begun. And thoughts about your impressions from the very first week. I know you're watching things up in Detroit, the Red Wings, you know, one and one so far. What are your impressions from the first week of this season? Well, you know, I, I think a couple things jump out to you. You know, you, you mentioned Connor McDavid and the Oilers. I think a lot of people thought that this was going to be a year that, that the Oilers as a team took a step. Connor McDavid doesn't need to take a step, but I think a lot of people thought that this was the year that the Oilers were going to take a big step and just a bad start for them. I mean, they got bombed opening night, and then they turned around and lost to Canucks again uh, last night, so not the kind of start that they were looking for. Um, the, the Atlantic division uh, is the toughest division in hockey, I mean, by far. I, I don't think there's any debate about that, and, and so far 
it, it's starting out that way. I think you have to look at it this way, especially like if you're a Red Wing fan or even a fan of the Habs in Montreal, you know, your teams are going to be better. That's the good news. I'm not necessarily sure it's going to show because of the division that you're in. I mean, you still have Boston in there, and you have Tampa in there, and you have Florida in there, and you have the Leafs in there, who a lot of people think that maybe, just maybe, this is finally uh, the year for the Leafs. And you have an improved Buffalo team, and you have an Ottawa team that's very prickly and everything. So, um, you know, that's that's what people, I think, here in, in Detroit and, and even the Montreal fans are dealing with is, yeah, we've got a good young group, but it, it might not show the way that people expected it to show and, and, and certainly present itself as a playoff team just because of the division that they play in. Uh, I like Carolina a lot, guys. Uh, you know, I, you, you've probably heard me talk about them a little bit the last couple of years. Yeah. I like the Canes a lot. I, I think that is a team, uh, quite frankly, if, if, if you know, you're, you're asking me, well, who do you like overall? I'm I'm going to go with the Hurricanes in the East. I, I think those teams in the Atlantic Division are going to do nothing but beat each other up. I, I really do. And I think that opens a door uh, for the Hurricanes. They won again last night out in L.A. And um, I, I think the Colorado Avalanche are going to take a step back up in the right direction. Dallas has a really good team as well. So, you know, some of those teams, I think, in, in the South and, and, and certainly in the Southwest in, in Dallas is uh, – you know, point of view. I think those are going to be some really good teams this year, but it's a wide open race this year. I don't think there is a favorite in any way, shape or form. And if you look at some of the the guys that follow this on a national level, there really is no consensus pick. And I think that's good for the, uh, the structure of the league. I really do. This is going to be a wide open year. Sean Belisian, WJR up in Detroit, joining Sam and Greg here, sports radio, 92, nine, the game, 92, nine, the game.com. Whoever it was that was there for the first meeting of the Boston Bruins getting ready for this upcoming season to get them pumped up, please have that person show up at spring training and talk to the Atlanta Braves because they need to say after the season, the regular season that they had, for them to go out of the playoffs the way they did is reminiscent of what happened with Boston last year. The most is it they were the ones with most points ever. They had, was it the President's yep. Cup? They win all that stuff, yep. and of course they yep. get eliminated. My question is. What is the intestinal fortitude that you can see so far that this guy, this team, this coaching staff is bringing to this season? Because, man, after what they had last year going into this season, it's like, talk about an uphill battle. It's like the Buffalo Bills, you know, losing the Super Bowl yeah, and getting you know back up. You know, what's, you know what's interesting, guys? A lot of times you see a team have that type of season. I, I'm going to use the Florida Panthers as an example. The Florida Panthers uh, two years ago were, were a great hockey team, and they kind of flamed out. And if you remember – they started out so slowly last year, and, and then they got it going, and uh, they, they got into the playoffs. They pulled that upset over Boston and, and you know took it all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, we've seen this happen quite a bit in the National Hockey League. I remember the year the, the Wings set the record uh, for most wins in a season in 96, and they flamed out and, and went out in miserable fashion against Colorado. And the next year they came back, and they were an all right team in the regular season. But my goodness, when playoffs started, uh, all they were uh, focused on was exercising those playoff demons. And they won the Stanley Cup in 97, you know, their first cup since 1955. So 
I think we've seen cases like that in the National Hockey League quite a bit in the last, you know, 25, 30 years where, where a team flames out and maybe the next year it takes them a little while to get going. But once they get going, I think everybody is, is united in the we aren't going to let what happened last year happen again this year. Boston is still loaded. Make no mistake about it. You know, they had a couple big losses, but um, they're, they're still so deep up front. Um, you know, the, I think the questions are going to persist about their goaltending. That's just the way it is. And you know the routine until a guy proves himself, especially in crunch time, uh, those questions are going to pop up. But uh, they're, they're, they're in line for another darn good season and, and, and quite frankly have a very, very good chance of making another long run. Hey, Sean, before we let you go here, take a second and um, I don't know if you have any personal thoughts or just you – Somebody who follows hockey, thoughts on the news we got this past week about Barry Melrose. Yeah. Yeah, just a tragedy. He, he's been great for hockey. Whether you like him or not, I, I think he's been great for hockey. Um, you know, obviously he was a coach that made it all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals in 93. And, uh, you know, the Kings lost in a dramatic series to the Habs, but um, certainly made his mark as, as a media member. Um, listen, love him or hate him. You have to give a tip of the cap to a guy that made you watch, uh, that, that was a good ambassador of the game, and that for so many years really introduced the game that we love to, to maybe some people that weren't used to watching the game of hockey. So I certainly I join everybody else in, in wishing the guy nothing but the best, and um, that, that's a tough thing. Anybody who's been through that or had a family member who's been through that, I should say, um, knows that, that that is not an easy road to go down. So certainly I, I, miss, I, I wish Barry nothing but the best. And I will tell you, Sam, part of the, the trio of the greatest laughs in television, Bill Russell, <laughs> Desmond Howard, Barry Melrose. Yep, yep. When they laugh, yeah. <laughs> I mean to tell you. Before we let you go, you guys got Tampa Bay today. What's going to happen? Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a sloppy game, quite honestly. You know, Detroit's really beat up, and, you know, this is going to put the test uh, to, to, to what Brad Holmes has done. Brad has done such a great job in flipping this roster, and, and you know, the D word is something that is thrown around here, and it's depth, and the Lions have shown the depth so far. You guys got to remember, and I, I know that we talked about this before, I don't think people around the nation understand just how bad this franchise has been. We have one playoff win in the Super Bowl era, one. And, uh, you know, I, and nobody nobody wow. else can say that, for goodness sake. So, yeah. uh, and oh, by the way, it was back in January of 1992. So I think a lot of fans are enjoying what's happening up here. And I think for the first time ever, we're not waiting for the other shoe to drop. Because whenever something good happens with the Lions, uh, this fan base holds its collective breath. I'm not joking with you, but right now, I, I think this looks real, especially in this division they play in. The North is terrible. I mean, it's just terrible. So, Lions have to find a way to win this division. I'll, I'll say uh, 24-20 or something like that today. They knock off Tampa down in Tampa. Yeah. The success of the Lions have made them, that city forget about the fact that they lost Miguel Cabrera. So, Oh, is, there's no doubt about it. That's, it, that's what's is, going on there. Yeah. Guys, this is a football town. Make no mistake about it. And when the Lions are rolling, they are truly the king. Buddy, have yourself a wonderful day. Sean, as always, thank you. We'll be checking back in with you. Thanks, Sean. All right. Nice to hear from you both. Take care, fellas. As always. Oh, there's one more boot. Uh, anyway, Sean Belich and WJR. Miles like Garrett, Jennings. Fox Fox 5. Good in this next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning. 
who do we reach out to today? This we reached out to the folks in Winder, folks in Conyers, and in Norcross, hoping they are all having a wonderful Sunday morning, and thanking them yeah. for letting them be letting us be a part of their Sunday mornings. Very much. Now, can we? I was just sort of being tongue in cheek with your folks on Facebook a second ago, but I. I I'll do it with them. We'll do it with you next week if you want to. Okay. And we can let everybody know that for that one hour, you and I will be live on Facebook. Yeah. All right. We'll try and work that out next week. Okay. Next Sunday. We can do that. All right. That'd be fun. That means I got to, like, take a shower. <laughs> oh, you'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, are you there? That's our buddy right there. Thank you. Good morning, that, guys. That. How y'all doing? Miles Garrett, Fox 5, joining us here. We now, are- Miles, the way he asked that question was reminiscent of somebody that had a talk show in his hometown for many years. You talking about you talking about Mr. Donahue? Caller, are you there? <laughs> I mean, so I mean, that's uh, I don't know. Miles even knows who Phil Donahue is or what. He wouldn't but, remember but he, that. But 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 yes, that's that's what that was reminiscent. Here, of. Here's something that he doesn't remember. <laughs> that today was the day that I Love Lucy debuted. Whoa! Did you ever, Miles, in your life see an episode? I mean, a full episode of I Love Lucy? I cannot say I did, but man, my dad quoted it. A whole bunch of Really? Kids. So uh, maybe maybe secondhand listening to it. It's one of those deals where everybody, like, I'll tell you one right now. You ready for this? I've never seen from top to bottom a wonderful, It's a Wonderful Life. Me. I haven't either. Me either. Yeah, but everybody knows it's there during the holiday season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like you try to avoid it. All right, buddy. Um, listen, you wear a number of hats, and we make you wear them. From time to time. Sometimes you're wearing three. But, um, listen, we're finishing up the Braves season. Baseball continues without them. And, of course, the Falcons end the game six right now against Washington. So I will let you start off with getting whatever angst you still have with these Braves off your chest. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is about these Phillies that are the kryptonite for Atlanta. It's like in a row it's happened almost the exact same way. Uh, and I know it's frustrating, obviously, because – especially this season being the best team in baseball, basically the entire season. And it just ends like that in four games. But I don't know. I think my main takeaway from this series is, first of all, A, I think the Phillies were clearly the superior team. It's not that there were any excuses for these Braves. I think, you know, obviously you wish you had a guy like Charlie Morton back and, you know, your pitchers were a little bit more at full strength. But that being said, I think the Braves were truly missing, for lack of a better term, that dog in the lineup. You know, you saw that with the Phillies. You saw Bryce Harper. You saw Nick Castellanos. Both those guys really just took it to a different level and kind of, I think they're missing sort of that Jock Peterson element back in 2021, where you just have that guy who can sort of rally the troops. And whether you go out and get that person free agency or maybe he's still on the roster, I don't know. But I think that's what they were missing the most. See that? Yeah, no, he's right. We needed somebody with evening wear. You know, <laughs> well, well, let me ask you this, Miles. Let me ask you this: you, you feel like the Phillies can carry this forward, or was a big chip on their shoulder they had for the Braves? I think they can carry this forward. I mean, let's let's, let's not be mistaken. This is a good team. This isn't a, a fluke team that just somehow managed to beat the Braves. I mean, they. We're loaded. They're ready. I mean, again, Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos, Aaron Nola, all of them brought forth their best games, you know, going up against these Braves. And they, they were – it's hard to sort of dissect because the Braves did sort of not dominate but kind of handle these guys in the regular season. It's just a matter of getting hot at the right time in the postseason. And that's what it's all about. You look back at 2021, Braves players said this, specifically A.J. Minter when we spoke to them in the locker room. It's like – it's not always about the best team that wins. It's about the hottest team or the team that gets right at the right time. 
And in this case, it was Philadelphia. You know, you look back at 21, those Braves, I think they won the least amount of games compared to the Braves teams of the last three years. And yet, they got that World Series championship. And this season, you break all those records, those home run records, and, you know, maybe there's an element to that down period you get, those six days off between games where you kind of cool off. I know they did have those scrimmages, but, you know, I think maybe there is something to that. You know, you get out of your routine. You saw what the Braves did post-All-Star break. It was sort of a similar slow start. So, who knows? I mean, you, you never know what could have happened if the Braves didn't win this series. Maybe they pick, it, pick the bats up a little bit more. But, you know, hindsight is 20-20. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. We are talking to Miles Garrett from Fox 5. Talking Braves, and again, I just, I for me, I just feel like they're gonna. They've left it emotionally on the field, much like we've seen the Braves do throughout this season. We saw it against games with Philadelphia, and they went to the next series against an Oakland team that they should have swept, and 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 Oakland took it to them. We saw it against the White Sox following a big emotional series. So maybe that's what what'll happen. And Arizona's playing with house money. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that series. But let's talk about this Falcons matchup today with Washington. What are your thoughts on this Washington team, period? It's, it's, they're sort of an enigma right now. I mean, I think you could argue they're in a similar point or at a similar point, rather, quarterback-wise, just because of knowing what you have and Sam Howell versus Desmond Ritter. I think Sam Howell has shown flashes at potentially being that guy, but you aren't quite sure yet, much like Desmond Ritter, I think. You look at games like Desmond has against uh, the Packers and then, you know, last week as well. I think last week was the biggest game for him, you know, throwing for over 300 yards and game-winning drive, all that kind of stuff. Sam Howell has shown those potential flashes and they were taken in the same draft class. So I think as far as quarterback-wise, these two teams are in a similar boat. Now, outside of that, I do think the Falcons are a better coach team. I think they're farther along the process as far as where their direction is concerned. To me right now, Washington seems a little bit directionless. And I do like Ron Rivera as a head coach, but I feel like the organization currently where it stands is sort of in that area you don't want to be in to where it's like, yeah, you're not quite a bad team, but you're not really a good team either. And it doesn't look like you've decided on which way you want to go yet. And that, that loss against Chicago certainly did not spell good things ahead for them. Yeah. Spend the time on the waitforit.com hotline this morning with Miles Garrett from Fox 5. He is social. You can find him on Twitter or X, whatever you called it in the last five days, uh, at Miles Garrett TV, at Miles Garrett TV. Falcons add to the receiver room this week. Uh, Van Jefferson coming. What, what, what are you looking for from that and, and just that move in general at this stage of the season? Yeah, I mean, I don't think the, the the Falcons are done yet at the before the trade deadline. I think they're going to make some more moves before all is said and done. Uh, I do think it's a low risk move, um, especially what you gave up for him. I think he's you know he's got some chemistry obviously with Kyle Pitts down there at Florida. They played together at the same time, so that can certainly help potentially if it helps Kyle Pitts' progress getting back to where he needs to be, but. Uh, it, it is a room that could use some help right now as far as the receivers are concerned. You know, hopefully this doesn't mean we're going to start seeing, you know, Van Jefferson become the number one receiver for this team, taking away touches from Drake London or Kyle Pitts. I, know, I saw some Falcons fans tweeting about that, uh, talking about Arthur Smith teaming for their number five or number four receiver. But all that being said, you can never have more depth, uh, especially at wide receiver. You know, I, I know – Coming into this season, folks were talking about, you know, do the Falcons have a true number two? Do they have a true number three? They weren't quite sure what Matt Collins' role would be. We talked about that positionless football aspect. But Van Jefferson, I do think, has wide receiver three, maybe even wide receiver two potential. 
but I do like the move just from a depth perspective. I think it uh, is a great idea for the time being for Terry Fontenot. You know, you said something, and you said it kind of quick, and I want to go back to it. You were talking about the Falcons are better coached than Washington. Is it um, your belief that Ron Rivera is on his way out and Eric uh, Bieniemy is there to take over that head, head coaching position? I would not be surprised um, just because of, I mean, it, you've got a new ownership group up there. They might be wanting to start fresh. Um, Eric Bieniemy has certainly showed some flashes, sort of like Sam Howell, like I was saying, that you see you know, the potential, what could be there. You're not quite sure yet. You're not quite sure what you have, but that's basically what I mean. It's that whole directionless aspect. They're in that gray area right now where they, they're not quite sure what they are. And you're going to have an owner who's probably want to get things moving in the right direction very quick. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I like, like I said, I like Ron Rivera, but I think his time might be coming to a close up there. Wow, folks, talking with Miles Garrett, talking about the Falcons. Like I said, before we let you go, got to talk a little Georgia Bulldogs. Of course, you um, host the program for that over at Fox 5 as well. Your impressions from yesterday and, and the injury with Brock Bowers. Yeah, sorry about that. I had a little signal issue here. Um, yeah, no, uh, Georgia, I think it's a team, especially right now, that you're getting a lot of guys back from injury. So, I don't want to say a Brock Bowers injury came at a good time, but I think it came at the best possible time for this team. You're going into a bye week. Kirby Smart and Brock seem to indicate it wasn't as serious as they initially thought. Uh, I believe Kirby Smart said uh, ankle sprain at first diagnostic, and then they're going to get an MRI on it. Um, so that's obviously good news, but you know, you get Kendall Milton back from injury. Um, Lad McConkey's back from injury. Ra Ra Thomas is looking good. You get a bunch of these guys who have been sort of coming out to these slow starts, and now they're sort of finding their footing. Dejon Edwards, another 100-yard performance. So all that being said, I mean, even Oscar Dell, that's another guy who's starting to step up a little bit in that tight end room, the West Forsyth guy. So yeah. I think they're okay right now. Again, their schedule does benefit them because it is a weak schedule right now, so they can kind of afford to miss Brock at this point. So I wouldn't be concerned, especially given the fact that I don't think it's a very serious injury, given what Kirby Smart said about it. Let's see. We've asked him about pro. We've asked him about college. I wonder if he's got any high school takes. You've been following any of the high school teams here in Georgia? Oh, absolutely. High five sports (laughs) in your face. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll, I tell you what, we will check on that next week when we talk to you, but I just want to, I wasn't sure because you wear many hats, Miles. But as always, thank you for getting up and being part of the show here, and thank you for the Braves and Falcons' knowledge. Absolutely. Hope you guys have a great Sunday. All right, you, too. you too. And man. just a reminder, we got Falcons-Washington action pregame at, uh, well, actually, we're going to leave here, turn things over to the Wade Four Tailgate Show. Then you got the pregame show at 11, kick at 1 o'clock. You've got followed by uh, Giants and Buffalo tonight, 7.30, pregame, kick at 8.15. And by the way, there is London football going on again. Baltimore versus Tennessee, and you can hear that game over on WAOK. 9 o'clock pregame kick at 9.30. It is Sam and Greg. We're going to turn things over to the folks. Wade for Tailgate Show coming up top of the hour. We're going to wrap things up and tell you about today's matchups, or at least give our opinions on them, up next. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Sunday morning, 15th day of October. You doing all right? Doing all right, man. Yeah, it's been a weird morning. Yeah. It's been, I mean, just, well, just yeah. Well, us. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah, yeah, it's been a weird 
Morning. Different. There's, there's morning. Yeah, that's right. Mornings will come in. We know and everything's flowing. And then there's times where Murphy's Law and just an interesting. But that's what makes life interesting, right? How about that? You know? Yeah. Things that have happened. I've left a lot of the stuff that happened on this day way over here. You ever heard of Grace Bedell? No. Grace Bedell. This was actually chronicled, so this must have been a thing. But she is responsible for giving character to our 16th president. Yeah, going to New York by way of Phoenix. Grace Bedell was an 11-year-old who wrote a letter to Abraham Lincoln telling him that she believed he should grow a beard. Whoa. Are you ready for that? And that's how it happened, if you want to believe the stories. And this happened, this letter was written in 1860. Whoa. And the man grew back. a beard, and that's how, is it? That, that's how her we suggested, remember. Her suggested ended up on a penny. Yeah. And you get a lot of people that draw, draw they, they take pictures. Mm-hmm. They, I guess they get photos of him or whatnot, but that's that's how we've seen him. Exactly. With the beard, right? I'm telling you, man. Uh, so anyway, stuff like that happened on this day. Um, NASCAR is where this weekend? In Vegas. Vegas. Everybody, Damn, lovely man. lost wages they are, and Christopher <laughs> Bell is on the. Yeah, I always want to be in Vegas when NASCAR comes in. Well, I it, just think that would be a hoot. Yeah, well, uh, Christopher Bell is on the pole with Kyle Larson outside of row one. They're winding things down with this playoff, uh, but Christopher Bell is there. William Byron, Martin Truex, uh, Chris Buescher, those are your top five qualifiers for today's race um, out in uh, out in Vegas. That's, 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 that's where that's happening. You mean you wouldn't have as much fun if you just went to Vegas? You need no, to be there be, for the race? But, but to be there for the race would be something added extra. You know, it just it would be. Just to see NASCAR in Vegas, man, it would be, be pretty cool. I never thought of it that way, yeah. but you know. Well, just seeing the different places. We always see it. We see it regionally. You know, we see it in here, but, it, you know, to go out to L.A., or to go up to Chicago. No, you're absolutely – the one in Chicago is, it was amazing. And, they you know, they built that track and they tore it down right away. Yeah. But the drivers enjoyed it yeah. in spite of the rain. And so that's why that thing is sticking because the drivers went, hey, we tried it and it was good. When the drivers yeah. like something like that, you know, it took them a minute to warm up to L.A. because, you know, that, mm-hmm. that's, that's such a tight. Class of the Coliseum there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, but now they, they get it. We get what you're doing. You know, it's just also the logistics because you, it's Daytona time, which mm-hmm. is way on the other side of the country. You're really focusing on Daytona because that's a race that counts. This is a show out in L.A. Um, but then you go to Chicago and you set it up just right, and everybody likes it, so that's great. So, but all these new places that have got races, they go, you know, pretty soon they're gonna start cutting into those traditional two race cities. But not here. We we still gonna get. Our I know two we're races. still getting ours, but they, it they could, could out, happen. They're, they're moving. They're moving hours to later in the year, so it's part of the playoffs. So we won't have it. We won't be out there sweating in July. <laughs> You know, just dying out there yeah, with all, that, you know all that asphalt and concrete around you. You got the second. Your first race is going to be right after Daytona, which means going to be a little right. chilly. Yeah. But the second race is going to be on down and um after Labor Day, I think. So it's going to make sure it's going to be in the. Play, I remember it was that. Play. I remember the time it was Labor Day night, that night race. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter the time of year or time of the, of the of the season. Brandon Hutchinson and his staff yep. always make sure you're comfortable. They do good things. Yep. They do some incredible things out there at Atlanta Motor Speedway. By the way, if you haven't been to AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com lately to see all the other events that they have. Because there's, t- there's constantly stuff going always on. Always stuff going on there. Yeah. They ain't just race weekend. They got to keep them doors open 365 days a year. So they got a lot of other stuff happening out there. So go up there to the website. Check it out. AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com. Um, John Frick. By the way, I got to tell you, I saw John Fricky this week. And I specifically went up to him and I said, listen, I understand 
Why? Because, you know, we, we used to do the crossover with him. Yeah. But John's prepping. John, John's like, you know, he, he's serious about his job, like all of us, but he's, he's really serious. And yeah. so he's prepping for whatever show he's got coming up when we, are, we precede him. So that five minutes that he's on, you know, messing around with us, he could be focused on studying. So, ready, right. And he likes that. So when I saw him this week, I said, listen, I, I, I understand why we don't do the crossovers because I don't want to step into your prep time. So, you know, because bringing you into our nonsense derails you a little yeah, bit. He and he does. goes, he, he didn't really say it, but he was kind of like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I saw this week, though? Who'd you see? I saw somebody else, but go ahead. I saw you, Douglas, this week. You because he was in town, obviously with yes. covering the, the the Phillies, and so when I went out to uh, to, to Truist Park, he was he was there. I had a chance to uh, to talk with him for a while, and then of course he was uh, doing the last Sunday. He came in after we left from here, doing the the Eagles pregame pregame show uh, for the station there in Philadelphia. So it was good to see you this week. So how is he asking he's, for he's, everybody that's listening yeah, right now? Yep, yeah, uh, one day at a time. Okay. As as we think we may all be, I mean, he's he's glad to be back working, doing his work and whatnot. And I guess saw him get gave, gave him a big hug, mm-hmm. and um, he knows how a lot of people around here still feel about him and, and what he's been dealing with. So yeah, but it was it was great to see him in town this week. Good beans. There yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. Um, also this week on a much lighter note, and I found out that I beat you there. You still haven't seen it, but off the hook is moved. Our barbershop yeah. and KB and all them boy Maurice, they just moved two doors down. Okay. So Off the Hook is still their own Peters, but yeah. it moved two doors down. That's not why I'm telling you this. Okay. What I'm telling you this is for go by there if you are an HBCU alum. He's building an HBCU wall with just the stickers from the various schools. Okay. So there is – hang on a second. I actually took a picture of it because I knew I was going to be telling – okay, so this is what he's got so far. He got uh, North Carolina State. He got uh, Man, not, not HBCU. Wait, he got North Carolina. You got North Carolina Central, North Carolina. And it doesn't say here. This is North Carolina State. Okay, Clark Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He got Jackson State. Got Grambling. Got Savannah State. Got Hampton. Got Tuskegee, Tennessee State, Howard University, BCU, Fort Valley, Southern, North Carolina Central. Okay. Elkhorn State. Okay. okay. So the remaining ones, he needs sticker for the wall. So he's building an HBC. Got big letters, HBCU, and he needs stickers. Okay. So okay, I'll go by I, there and I'll bring. Remind, a... I remind some people, especially people I know who went to different ones, go by there and drop one off. Yeah, just drop them, stick, yeah, put it on the wall. There you go. Fantastic. Of the of the games today, Mr. Crenshaw, as we get ready for this NFL Sunday, which we, by the way, of course, we'll have you ready for Falcons at Washington later on, Giants and Buffalo, and going on in just a little over an hour from now. Baltimore versus Tennessee on WAOK. Mm-hmm. Which game, other than Falcons, are you looking forward to, if not watching, hearing the results of? Wow. Um, you know, the, the one we talked about with Sean Belegian earlier, Detroit taking on Tampa Bay um, and seeing how they can continue to roll. I think it'll be great to see what happens with, with that particular game. Um, you know, you got Eagles-Jets, you know, possibly, you know, something. Yeah, Giants and Buffalo tonight. I don't know. I mean, no, that, that, that somebody I, lost the bet on that one. I don't think I even tuned that in. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to Indianapolis and Jacksonville, believe it or not. Indianapolis and Jacksonville. Okay. okay. That is one. Um, you know, Taylor's back. You got, although the, the quarterback's hurt for Indianapolis. 
that he's down. But just watching the ascent of this Jacksonville team and the ebbs and flows of their season so far. Carolina, I hope Still Miami to just get a win. max the you-know-what out of them. We're talking about you. Well, you got your two Alabama quarterbacks, two recent Alabama quarterbacks. You know, you got Tua and you got Bryce uh, going toe-to-toe in, in, in that one. So, you know, that won't be worth watching. New Orleans against, well, you know what, New England against the Raiders. Ra- out in Vegas. In Vegas. If there's a person who wouldn't enjoy Las Vegas, it'd be Bill Belichick. <laughs> Don't you think? He just wouldn't enjoy it. You think so? He'd walk around Vegas with a, fr- with a, a frown scout, on his with face. With a frown on his face. Yeah, in a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> that's one. But the other one, um, also, San Francisco at Cleveland. Yeah. And there's a big story there with, with Cleveland and, and uh, Watson, I think, is out. So, I mean, you know, this great season that was supposed to take place for this Cleveland team. Um, and if you're not up to your stuff, you're not 100% healthy and got your great yeah, complement of players going in against the 49ers, and good luck to you because the 49ers are loaded. Yep. Okay, I thought we were. I want to just get an update. Harper, Will, you said he was being inducted into his high school. High school's Hall of Fame in California. So he's probably not going to be a part of the Wade Ford tailgate show. It'd be Joe and John. Okay. As the show winds down, it's time for us to cover some of the things we haven't yet as we flush out some of the small stories we may have missed with Sam and Greg. Okay, left here on the docket. (laughs) Did you know there was a bowling alley in Whitehall? Whitehall is where the Kings used to live over in England. That's what it was called. Okay. There was a bowling lane, and it was put in by you ready for this? Just one? Well, Henry VIII. Really? I'm talking 1520. Henry VIII ordered bowling lanes at Whitehall. I just found that interesting. Did they have shoes? I don't know. <laughs> I was just yeah. saying, if you wanted to bowl now, you got shoes and all those things. Sam, get, right? did you know the first fishing magazine was released on this day? Really? Back in the 1800s. It was uh, American Angler. First published. Okay. Today was the day the Statue of Liberty was declared a national monument. This was back in the 20s. Can you, it was 1924, so here's the question, and I don't mean to stop you. I'd probably get it wrong, too. Can you guess what president in 1924 made it a national monument, declared it a national monument? Coolidge. Very good. I'm just, I'm I'm going backwards and just. Calvin Coolidge. You remember that because that was. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. LaGuardia Airport opened up on this day, Sam. The Untouchables debuted. Uh, I know who you know who this is. TV or movie? Pardon? The TV show. TV show. The TV show Robert debut. Stack. Yes, that's right. Control of the Board my, stays with Mr. Kern's show. My dad's favorite. Yeah, my mother loved that show, too. But my mom hated it. Did she really? Yeah, she didn't want my dad uh, having me watching gangsters. Oh, uh, okay. And he said, baby, just bring us some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> that was her response? <laughs> was just, just, just bring us some ice cream. We go sit here and watch the untouchables. Bobby Seale, Huey P. Newton mm-hmm. got together on this date and created... Black Panther Party. That happened on this day, six, yeah. 1966. Folks in Atlanta, did you remember that the Omni opened on this day, 1972? The Omni opened to an Atlanta Hawks game against the Knicks, and the Hawks won. Wow. On this day, 1972. And for those of you in Illinois, this one's for you. Dan Rostenkowski was released from jail. What, at one point, the most powerful man in this country. This dude was the head of the Ways and Means Committee, yeah. and he was just that dude. And he got busted for mail fraud like a lot of Illinois politicians, and he got released on this day. Happy birthdays going out. Would have been John L. Sullivan's birthday today. I say to you, Mario Puzo. Do you know who that is? Mario Puzo is an author. Right. Wrote a book uh, called The Godfather. Godfather, right. Along with Cotton Club and Earthquake. 
I forgot to mention this when um, Belizean was on with us. Today, 88 years old, Willie O'Ree. Wow. If you don't know who Willie O'Ree is, A, look it up, but B, he was the first um, black NHL player. Mm-hmm. Played for the all teams too, Boston. Um, God, we lost her in 18. Today would have been Penny Marshall's birthday. Mm. Baseball. There's yeah. no crying in baseball. Um, happy 78th birthday, Jim Palmer. This one's for you. Happy 72nd birthday, Roscoe Tanner. Man. That's your boy there, playing yeah, tennis. Look out, Mountain Tennessee. <laughs> and who is, of other than Michael, the most famous Jackson? Whose name do you mention, hear the most of the Jacksons? Uh, Janet. No! Tito. 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 Really? 70 years old. Tito is 70 Tito years is old. Tito is 70 years old All today. Right. Happy 64th birthday to Emeril Lagazzi. And the guy I worked with, he played Richard Jewell. Paul Walker Hauser is 37 today. So there you go. Insignificant information on this 15th day of October. All right, we're going to try and make it work. But next week, Mr. Crenshaw, he and I are here from 6 until 9, maybe 10, I don't know. But whenever it is that you do your Facebook Live broadcast during our show. Yeah, we'll see what's happening. Let's do it together. Can we do that? Yeah, we'll do that. Okay, so those of you who, the heck, I'll just come and join us in the 21st century and just see what happens. If this will work out. You got John Fricky, You got Joe Patrick. It's the Wait For Tailgate Show getting you ready for Falcons and Washington. Thank you for letting us be a part of your Sunday mornings. Eric, thank you for everything. Eric Slaughter back there is our producer. Yep. Mr. Crenshaw, have yourself a wonderful day. You as well. I want to thank everybody that joined us too. Chris Parker, Sean Belisian, Miles Garrett. Have yourself a great week. Rise Sam- up. That's right. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And take us with you on the Odyssey app. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t